Welcome to the Road to Infocom podcast. I'm Dorian Taylor. And I'm Samantha Powell. Infocom 2023 is coming up fast, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about immersive experiences. That's right. We'll be checking in with Jamie Riley of Moment Factory to chat about a new immersive experience that promises to be one of the biggest highlights of the show. Yeah, that's going to be huge. I'm also really looking forward to this one, Sam. Esports Live is another all-new exhibit for the gaming industry, and we'll be talking with Brad Sousa from AVI Systems to tell us all about it. Wonderful. And one of the manufacturers involved with that eSports Live experience is Sony. And they've got a whole lot going on at Infocom this year. So we'll catch up with Rich Ventura to hear all about it. It's going to be a great episode. Let's get the show on the road. All right, Dorian. We're another week closer to Infocom. Can I get a vibe check from you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, the vibes are good these days. This is actually my first year at Avixa, so it's been really cool to see the show come together over the year, and I'm really excited to see it all actually come together in Orlando. It's going to be really cool, and I'm excited for all the AV tweeps to see all the cool things we have in store for them. But uh, yeah, how are you feeling? I'm feeling the same way. Um, I can say for my very first Infocom, it was such a thrilling and exciting experience. And just being around, as you said, all of our AV tweeps and colleagues and friends, um, it's just a wonderful feeling just to be at the show together. Um, for me, it's been really exciting to see what everybody's been working on um, and everything behind the scenes, seeing it all come together and learning about all of the, the new and exciting experiences um, and exhibits that are going to be there. So there's just so much to do and see. So I'm just really excited and I, I can't wait. It's, it's, it's almost here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And one of these things to be excited about is the interactive experience by Moment Factory powered by NanoLumens. It's going to be like nothing we've ever seen at Infocom before. Definitely. And one of the brilliant minds behind it all is Jamie Riley, the general manager of Moment Factory Events. Uh, so our colleague Jabron Nassef sat down with Jamie to learn more about what visitors can expect. Hello, everyone. I'm joined by Jamie Riley, the general manager of Moment Factory. And we've got a new experience at Infocom this year that we're really excited to learn about. So, Jamie, how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great to have you. We're super excited about this. And we can't wait for Infocom. So it's coming up really fast. And there's going to be a new interactive experience zone at the show. So could you tell us a little bit more about it? Yes, absolutely. We're very, very excited to be collaborating for the first time with Infocom and building a unique, um, what we're currently calling playful interactive uh, installation. And the idea is really to showcase not only what is possible with uh, multimedia, but really to showcase um, through the technology how you can create various forms of engagement, um, how we can create collective 
emotions, right? Because what we do at Moment Factory is really about how do we bring people together to live moment moments together through the means of technology. So we will be installing this uh, interactive installation where uh, through the three days that we will be at Infocom, we'll have different activations. So the, the, the idea is really to utilize um, the infrastructure that we will have to create various forms of engagements, but also to continuously be surprising the um, audiences that will be at Infocom because every day will be a different experience. So we're hoping that people who came on the first day will want to come back on the second and Thursday to see how the experience is evolving to really showcase the versatility of uh, multimedia. That sounds amazing. And, you know, we can't wait to check it out. And by the way, people tuning in, it's the interactive experience created by Moment Factory powered by Nanolumens. So behind the scenes, can you tell us what your team is doing right now to prepare for this experience? Yes. So there's a number of elements and factors that we we go through, obviously, as we go through all of our uh, creative endeavors and all of our projects. So we have a creative team that is really focusing on what the look and feel and what the experience is. We have a technical team that is obviously making sure and working with nanolumens, but all of our other equipment suppliers to make sure we have all of the infrastructure, the system and the hardware mm. to, to operate our installation, but also streamline, right? It's a, uh, when you're coming in and doing a three-day activation, we also don't want to be setting up for 10 days right? We need to be mm -hmm. efficient. So we're also working really hard on, on implementing and finding those efficiencies. And then, of course, we have our interactive team that is working really hard at doing all of what we call uh, the back end, right? So doing all of the development so that the uh, interactive component of what we're doing and as it's evolving uh, through each day is really uh, well programmed and uh, developed and coded so that, you know, it's uh, we're optimizing uh, the output and the creative uh, uh, reality and then we also have a scenic team because uh, uh, yes we are we do utilize technology we work in technology mm -hmm. with technology in all of our projects but we're also about uh, having people forget about the technology and getting lost in a sense of wonder and magic so we work we have a scenic team that will make sure that the look and feel uh, makes you forget that you're really uh, interacting with an LED screen but that you feel somewhere transported into um, a completely different world and environment that's incredible. And you know, the demand for immersive experiences has only grown in recent years. So what, what, how, why and how do you think that's, it's grown so much? What is, what is your perspective around it? I think for, for me, there are two main reasons why these immersive and interactive experiences have gained in popularity. And by the way, I do also believe that we're just at the beginning of how yeah. uh, these inter these experiences will continue to to evolve, uh, and, and the first reason is once you evolve from a passive participation to an active one, so where you can influence the output of something, it really creates long-lasting memories, right? So the impact you have on a user, if you're just um, passive and, and consuming content versus interacting with the content and influencing it, creates much more meaningful moments uh, and emotions. 
so I think that's the really part of the, the one of the key factors why they're gaining in popularity and the second one is that even though you're, you're, all of these experiences are various forms of collective experiences right but what I think where I think it creates a unique opportunity and what we can do with multimedia and that sense of immersiveness is still create a unique user experience so you can really mm -hmm. personalize your own experience even though there are many 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 uh, people and users that can come and experience it each experience will be unique to the user and I think that notion of having something that is personalized to you is, is something that is growing in demand right and in the you know in the very ever-changing fast-paced world that we live in where we're consuming so much information that you can go and have an experience something that is collective but still unique to how you want to interact with the content is really quite powerful um, and then and you know and I would add to that the, the, again the, the possibilities when you think of the history of entertainment where where we've consumed entertainment has been in very traditional formats a theater a, a big top if you think of circuses or, or an arena and now that you think of what you can do with with immersive experiences in multimedia you can really transpose that to endless canvases uh, from airports to public spaces to corporate lobbies and really change how you're interacting all of these um, areas where you, you we would normally think of them as just purely transactional and that you can now go through these experiences and enjoy and consume entertainment and I think we're going to see uh, the expansion of not just immersive experiences but where we're experiencing these uh, will completely uh, evolve in the years to come because the endless become uh, the possibilities become endless yeah, and that's great. You're almost a, a stepping stone into this new era of, you know, interactive, immersive yeah. experiences. So it's super exciting. So, you know, to close this off, I have one last question. So what advice do you have for someone who might be attending Infocom for the first time? Yes, that's a very good question, and, and I think a, a question that everybody should be asking themselves before going to Infocom, like really what is it people want to take out of it? And I think when you think, of course, um, there are, I'm sure the people who will go at Infocom are uh, well-versed into uh, uh, technical worlds, AV worlds, and so on and so forth, but you know, I guess that the best recommendation I could give would be to, to try to look at it with fresh eyes, because I think the opportunity that a conference like Infocom offers is really to get to uh, know about new trends, new technologies. So even though we're all experts in what we do, we should all uh, go into Infocom with an open mind and a humble mm -hmm. heart and, and just try to make sure you're, you're talking, interacting, learning from others, because that's really what we've missed out of through the pandemic and now you know we're, we're back where we can have these moments and together and just to continue um, to collaborate and, you know and, and, and elevate the world in which we work and I think that you know we all play a part in that and I think that's uh, certainly how I will be going into uh, Infocom and that's what I would suggest that anybody going there might it be somebody who's been there for the last 20 years or somebody who's going for the first time. Excellent. Everyone listening, please take that, take a note. That's, that's incredible advice. And we're very excited to bring this interactive experience to Infocom. Make sure to say hi to Jamie at Infocom. And thank you so much for joining us yes. today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. 
All right, Sam, I think I mentioned it last time, but did I tell you I'm a bit of a gamer? You did mention that, so I need to know what game you're hooked on right now. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm actually in between games right now, but I just finished playing The Last of Us. I don't know if you watched the zombie show that just came out recently on HBO, but it's a fantastic show, even better video game. Uh, I'm also really looking forward to the new Zelda game that's coming out. It looks really good. It's getting great reviews, uh, but that's the kind of game that takes some de- time and dedication, so that might have to wait until after Infocom. But yeah, what about you? Do you play any games or have any childhood favorites? Oh, let's see. Well, I'm always late to the game, so I've still yet to see The Last of Us. So that's on my bucket list. Um, But Zelda, oh my gosh, will always hold a special place in my heart. Um, I remember when we first got the game growing up. I don't remember if the Game Boy or if it was Nintendo. But, you know, the whole time I'm playing, I'm like, all right, I'm Zelda. I think I'm, I'm doing something with my sword. And it wasn't until years later that I found out the whole time, like, I, I was Link. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was I remember Zelda. thinking that for a while, too. Right? I feel like I just recently found that out. And because I stink at playing games, I never <laughs> rescued Zelda. So oh, She's still <laughs> out there waiting for you. She, she is still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but that iconic song like will stay in my heart and if you know we could still do those ringtones like on the phone and not oh, be yeah. lame I would, I would do that in a heartbeat <laughs> you should do it anyways Own oh it. yeah i'm gonna do it so if you see me at infocom and you hear that song just <laughs> this is this is why this is happening <laughs> but you know esports has exploded in recent years and there are a lot of gamers out there that get to do this for a living like they get paid to do this stuff competitively. So clearly, Dorian, I think you and I need to figure out how we could make this a potential side gig. Yeah, this is <laughs> a real thing, believe it or not. Uh, people are out here living my dream, but it's really cool. This is actually one of the biggest growth areas in AV as well. And you know, if you think about it, it has responsive displays, booming audio and shoutcasting, low latency networks. Uh, it's really a feast for AV and for IT professionals too. Definitely, which means it's perfect for a brand new exhibit at Infocom called Esports Live. Exactly, and you probably could have guessed, but I'm not the only gamer here at Avixa. Uh, our colleague Charles Hero had the opportunity to sit down with Brad Sousa and to talk about the all-new esports experience. So let's check it out. I'm joined now by Brad Souza, the Chief Technology Officer at AVI Systems, and we're going to talk about a brand new esports experience at Infocom. We can't wait to check it out. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Charles. Thanks for having me on, man. Of course. Thanks for being here. Well, I wanted to talk to you about gaming because I'm a gamer myself. I love gaming. I've been gaming for years, and I'm really excited to check out the esports experience at Infocom. So tell me. Why esports and why now for this experience on the showroom floor? Yeah, so it's a great, great venue to be at. Here's one of the things that we're seeing esports on its own uh, has been a uh, emerging trend, kind of a burgeoning sector in our industry. And one of the reasons why I think our industry wants it to take off because we're excited about it is because esports brings together 
all sorts of disciplines out of our industry. You've got live media and production, you've got front of house audio, you've got lighting, you've got streaming, you've got media over IP, all these different disciplines that we think are really awesome. Esports is one of those killer applications that brings all of them together. And I think that's one of the reasons why people get so excited about it. I agree. There's just a lot going on with all of the yeah. experience when it comes to gaming and esports. I mean, like you said, you can just be in there and just in the front of house. You can go to a concert and that's pretty much the only crew you're going to find right. except for the, the stage yeah. crew you know you go to a movie set you might find a couple of these you know crews on the actual set but when you go to esports gaming experience or an event or some kind of competition you're going to find everything streaming which that's is residential right. and business so can you give us a little preview of what visitors can expect when they go to these experiences and when they go to infocom yeah, so let's talk about uh, Esports Live as the venue itself. There's actually four specific stages within this one venue. And, and visitors and guests can interact with, with uh, leaders and technologies in any of these stages. Um, the whole idea is that it's focused specifically on collegiate esports. And there's a reason behind that. There's, there's going to be a handful of pro esports venues built out around the planet this year. But for every one of those, there's literally dozens of collegiate esports venues that are going to be delivered to customers. So the real boom in the esports space is at the collegiate level. And colleges and universities are looking for help on how to solve that problem. How do, how do I create a home field? as well as an online community, a tribe of believers and followers that are into what we're doing and creating that social connection. So all of those tools that you need to do that are gonna be represented at this one venue. So let me talk about those stages real quick. There's a, there's a live gaming stage, and that'll, that'll host multiple college esports teams that'll be doing live three-on-three -three competition there at the venue. You get a chance to see it firsthand, as well as talk with the athletes and discover the different technologies needed to create a competitive gaming environment. What, what workstations, what media, what cameras and lighting, what furniture do you really need to have in order to make all of that work? There's a live shoutcaster stage now. As a gamer, you get it. Shoutcasters are the commentators and the play-by-play -play analysts that that are um, active in an esports competition. Well, that that shoutcaster booth will be calling the game as as uh, the athletes are playing live. It'll also be a podcast studio for live podcasts. It'll be a a place where we can have conversations around technologies and ideas. You can also sit behind the shoutcast booth when it's not on air and take a couple of selfies. It'll be kind of cool to do there. There'll be a live production stage, and that live production stage is all around what do you need to do to create that online community? How do you create those followers for your particular school and, and stream in Twitch or YouTube or wherever it is that you want to go? And there you can get a, your hands on not only the technology, but talk to the producers, the directors, the, the engineers that are designing and delivering on those um, environments for collegiate esports. And then lastly, there'll be a, a, a coaches stage. And the coaches stage will have um, varsity 
collegiate esports coaches there. There'll be um, thought leaders in the industry there. We'll be doing keynotes on the technology of collegiate esports as well as keynotes on the business of collegiate esports and how collegiate esports has changed the admissions and recruiting models for a lot of a lot of colleges and universities these days. Yeah, you, you kind of make me feel like I, I need to go back to college. I, I might be in my mid-30s, but uh, I'm never too young, right? <laughs> um, exactly. With this show coming up and with Infocom collaborating with the show, yeah. what are you most excited about in regards to this exhibit? So I think the coolest thing about this exhibit is that it's going to be showcasing a proven design, like an industry reference design that's been delivered to multiple schools. It's been proven to help schools that are first-time rookie teams uh, get established and, and level up. It's been proven to help collegiate teams that are have been in the esports uh, space for a while really create that followership and, and uh, level up and become championship teams. And it's not about just talking about it. It's all active. You can participate in it. In fact, on Friday, there's going to be availability to those in the industry who want to compete with each other. We're going to do a live industry-based or industry-facing grudge match. Come bring your best game. Let's play together on stage, and, and we'll, we'll stream it over Twitch. Everybody can watch you do it. So it's really about creating that community. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> be careful. I don't want to make them look silly out there, right? We're trying to instill oh, hope. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm not playing because my, my, my active game time on something like Rocket League is like 10 seconds, right? There you go. You, there. You'll get out there and compete somebody like me maybe not so much well i'm sure this experience is going to bring a lot of new faces to infocom this year so let me ask you this what advice yeah. would you give someone who's attending the show for the very first time wow very first time mm -hmm. yeah so here's what i think i would share with you first of all i would say if you're a first timer to infocom plan on being exhausted by the end of the week because it is so much that you're going to want to engage in. And then I would encourage you to have a really good plan ahead of time. So think about the technologies that are must see for you and map out how you're going to go visit them and then intentionally block out time to discover things you just had no idea about because there's so much there. And I think the second thing I would encourage new timers to Infocom to think about is you've got a design challenge or maybe a customer's handed you a problem they need you to solve for them technology problem you need to solve, bring two or three of those with you to the show and look for people who have been in the industry, people like me, like you, people have been in the industry for a while and have the conversation with them. If you can get 10 or 15 minutes on the show floor with somebody who's a subject matter expert on that topic, you'll not only learn about the technology that you need to solve the problem, but you'll get firsthand experiences from people who have done it ahead of you. So plan on having those conversations so that the, com the experience there is more about, more than just about the tech, it's really about how you solve problems with customers. Pretty much. I remember my first time going to Infocom, and it was right. a very, very you know, exciting experience. I'm a con-goer myself, going to anime yeah. cons, comic cons, and going to yeah. Infocom was something I was really excited about. And by the end of the trip, I was like, oh my goodness. There was a lot of like information, like technology. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome, but it is a lot, and you definitely want to plan your time uh, so that you can really get the most For out sure. of it and really enjoy your time there. Yeah, your feet hurt, your head hurts. I mean, there's just so much to take in, right? Yeah. That's what makes it so cool. Well, Brad, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to visiting the Esports X Live at Infocom real soon. And make sure, you know, you save a spot for me, okay? Because I need to get that trophy. Yeah, buddy. 
look for you there. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Sony is a household name around the world, and every year we know we can expect to see some amazing technology from them at Infocom. Absolutely. There's always something eye-catching at their booth as you surf around the show floor, and their displays are always top-notch. Exactly. So what can we expect to see from them this year? Well, Mark Metzger returns to chat with Rich Ventura of Sony. Well, we are talking all things immersive today on the Road to Infocom podcast. So for our next guest, we're very excited to be joined by Rich Ventura, Vice President at Sony, to hear more about their plans for Infocom. Rich, thank you for joining us. How are you today? We're doing great. I think we're down to, what, about four or five weeks till Infocom. So everybody's uh, in a mad dash getting ready. I know. Yes, it's finally summer is finally right around the corner, which means Infocom is right around the corner. And uh, we are in the same boat, you know, full on Infocom at this point. So um, but we really appreciate the time. Thank you for being here. Um, I know that Sony, like you were saying, is going to be very busy at Infocom. Um, Immersive technology, big focal point of the show as a whole and Sony in particular, too. So we'd love to know what are some of the immersive exhibits that Sony is going to be involved with that we can expect at Infocom? Well, you know, everything's around a connected experience. So everything we're doing is, you know, if you look at the way we've all looked at trade shows or we've done events in the past, it's always been, here's my wares, buy them, right? And what we noticed uh, a few years back is it needed to be much more about the experience. It needed to show people how the products, the platforms, portfolios all work together. And last year we made a, a huge statement in the industry and we thought we had... Um, around uh, different types of solutions with signage and and applications and we had a lot of speaking going in our booth we actually had a whole state uh, stage and lots of conversations going on and it was all about the experiences within AV whether it's the tech experiences or even uh, DEI and we really looked at a lot of those things as we looked at this year's show uh, we wanted to continue that message with the integrations we have with our partners and our technology we take it even to another level so you're going to see in our booth, we have an auditorium environment. We have a collaboration environment. And in a space I'm really excited for everyone to see is a virtual production environment. And everything is around the needs and uh, wants of, of all of our customers, of the market, the end users, the integrators, you name it, the consultants, but also how we can push the envelope of our technology and show not a what if, but what you can do with the technology. So these experiences are going to include cameras, uh, direct view LED, large format displays, um, projectors, integration um, with different solutions from different partners, whether they're software companies, hardware companies. Um, we're pretty excited. And so it's not just a one trick pony type of experience. You're going to be able to bounce from experience to experience to experience. Uh, you'll even see a um, a collaboration space that's designed for demo centers and and these exhibition centers that our customers are building up for uh, to bring their clients through. And don't forget, there's also audio. So you're going to see a lot around audio and immersing audio into the experience as well from Sony. Yeah, well, it, the booth is going to be very, very busy. I certainly think virtual production, it's amazing. Yeah, in two or three years, just how far that's come and become really a staple of so many other manufacturers as well. Um, one area of interest is conferencing, obviously, for the pro AV industry as a whole. But Sony's going to have a unique conferencing uh, exhibit at the booth, too. You want to tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, we, yeah, what we're going to do is, um, with conferencing, we're looking at it really three different ways. Uh, first off, we're looking at the same way everyone else is doing, that's with Microsoft Teams rooms and MTRs. So we will have an MTR configuration, and it's not a Sony-only configuration. It's working really closely uh, with our friends at Crestron, so it's going to be a, a, a very... Um, it's, it's, I'm pretty excited about how the configuration is going to let, uh, come together. And not only will it be showing the MTR, but also it's going to show that when the conference room is not being used, the screen should never be blank. And so we're going to be running digital signage on that with uh, our partners at Corbett. So that's one configuration. Then you go over to the next configuration um, is more of a, a BYOD type of um, conferencing. And this is working uh, with our friends at Barco ClickShare and Nareva and um, SkyKit. And so we're showing that you can have a, a solution if you don't want to do a Microsoft Teams room, but you still want to have that collaboration experience and bring your laptop in, plug it in, off and running. But once again, when the screens aren't running, why should they be, when no one's in the room, why should they be blank all the time? You can have the option of digital signage, which we'll have with SkyKit. And the third is this um, collaboration center experience type environment that we're working with um, our friends over at SkyKit. Excuse me over at uh, T1V. And that's gonna be tying in um, T1V's ThinkHub with uh, a Sony DirectView LED uh, interactive solution. So we're really excited about showcasing this um, at the show. Yeah, and something that you mentioned with each one of those solutions was this idea of partnership. And I know that Sony's been at work developing a partner ecosystem. Could you tell us a little bit about what that's about? Yeah, last year uh, we announced our Alliance Partner Program. And we started the program with roughly about 10 companies in the, the maiden organization, the beginning organization. And the focus was to move away from the traditional, let's have a marketing program. We list all these logos on the wall and we, and we, and we kumbaya and go, go from there. The whole goal was how do we build um, viable solutions and business and integrations so that our partners, our customers, our consultants, our designers, you name them, all can know these products work well together and that they are really strong solutions. So we started with those 10. Um, you're gonna see in our booth, I think we have roughly 15 uh, to almost 20 companies running our booth this year. Whether it's digital signage, collaboration, video conferencing, virtual production, uh, the auditorium, uh, you're going to see some really amazing um, content that's been created from one of our content partners uh, that's actually AI generated, which is going to be pretty exciting to see. You're going to see um, a, an amazing wayfinding uh, system that's not just the touch at the display, but it'll also interact at the mobile device level. Um, you're going to see just a lot of stuff going on, and that doesn't even include if you go to where our spatial reality display, and we have all these different software partners that have developed their applications to run on that as well. So you're gonna see a pretty heavy uh, focus on these alliances, these partnerships uh, to help drive the industry forward. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's really neat to see that it's not just the Sony booth, but yeah, it really is that partner ecosystem, like you were saying. Um, something else I noticed about the Sony booth at ISE this year was an emphasis on sustainability. Um, and I'm glad to hear that's going to be a part of your plans for Infocom as well. So can you tell us a little bit, what are some of the new developments that Sony has had related to sustainability since the last time we were all together at Infocom? Well, it, the story doesn't change, right? It's the whole goal of Sony is this road to zero. And if you look at our technology, our message, our packaging, everything we do is all around the sustainability message. It's as simple as 
We reduce paper in, in, in our boxes, we reduce all that stuff that gets thrown away. We reduce ink on the, on the packaging material because that reduces, you know, that's more savings going on. We find ways to reduce the size of the packaging material itself, which is going to help reduce carbon because you're going to reduce transportation costs. We look at ways to reduce the weight. Then we start getting into the product itself. It's reduction of power consumption. It's, it's utilizing um, Storplast, which is a, a recycled plastic that Sony has um, on our product. It's, we put in our Bravia displays this eco application, which shows you the carbon impact that the display has based on whatever features you have turned on and off. All those things. Then you look at just us as an organization and our focus, whether it's our investments, it's uh, the way our people focus, it's all those different things. I mean, we always pride ourselves on finding ways to positively impact the world, the people, and and honestly, Earth itself, right? And so we're always looking for ways to do that. And this road to zero is so important for us. And you're going to see, as you come into the Sony booth, um, the heart of our booth, the center of our booth, you're going to see two very large spaces that are going to tell the story about Sony and sustainability. And and we work with um, you know different people like uh, the Save organization, and and we work with up and down um, uh, within different uh, government organizations and, and everything, and finding ways. How do we continue to challenge ourselves and challenge the industry? Because it's not just us, but we want to be stewards and leaders of that of that change. Right. Yeah. And so important for everyone, I think, to keep that message front and center. So really glad to hear that Sony's helping to take the lead on that in particular. Um, last question before we get you out of here. Uh, this is something we've been asking everyone, but what advice would you have for someone who might be attending Infocom for the very first time? <laughs> um, breathe. <laughs> you're going to walk in, you're going to see a lot. Um, it can be very overwhelming, especially those of us who may or may not have been to a trade show in a while. It's very overwhelming. Spend time. It doesn't matter. You know, and it's gonna sound weird for something from somebody with the, one of the larger booths of the show. It doesn't matter how big or how small the booth is. Listen, learn. You'd be amazed at the technology and the ideas you might find in a tiny little booth in the corner of the show, or in a little area inside a very large booth. There's a lot of just amazing technology out there. Listening, engaging, networking, build relationships, build partnerships. Um, you know, one of, one of my favorite things I always tell everybody, especially when we bring in new employees um, who uh, no experience in our industry, and I say, when you go there, just watch how people are engaging with each other, but not only that, but the product itself. Um, the, the goal of a trade show isn't for someone to stand in front of you and say, buy my wares. The goal is to see how the product works, understand how it works, understand how you can use it and how it can benefit your business. And that's so critical um, at these events. And so, you know, attending those, um, attending the sessions, the workshop sessions, um, and just really taking it all in, because this is a really unique industry. We cover everything from visual, audio, experiential, touching, feeling, uh, cameras, you name it, right? This is one of the few industries where there's so many different angles to the technology. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah, great advice. And uh, well, Rich, we can't wait to see you and get to see the Sony booth as well. I know, like I said, there's a whole lot of work that's going into it. So really appreciate your time today. And uh, we'll be seeing you down in Orlando here real soon. Oh, definitely. We look forward to it. Great. Thanks, Rich. Thank you. 
Well, Sam, I can tell you with the utmost confidence that I'm expecting nothing but cool things at this year's show, except for maybe the Florida humidity, but what can you do about that? Oh my goodness, it's definitely more tropical weather there, and makes for doing your hair for the show a little bit more challenging, <laughs> but you know, that's just one of the many things that makes Florida so great, and something that you can share with all of your other AV colleagues and friends there, so yep. <laughs> um, I think that wraps up another engaging episode of The Road to Infocom. Check us out on Avixa TV, as well as subscribe on your social media and podcast platforms of your choice so i'm samantha powell he's dorian taylor and we're on the road to infocom